1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the new and improved Gadget podcast. I am Terrence O'Brien. Joining me today, Dana Woolman, managing editor. Yo. To my left, Devendra Hardwar, senior editor. Yo. And over here to my right, Sherlyn Lowe. I guess it's reviews yo editor. too. You <laughs> yeah. can do yo. Everybody can do yo. Yo. Um, so thanks for joining me, everybody. Uh, I don't want to waste too much time. Let's get right into it. We are going to open with Flame Wars. You guys know how this works, but... Those out there who may not, uh, Davindra, Charlin, you guys are going to debate the biggest topics and biggest news stories of the week. You're each going to have 20 seconds to make your opening statements. Uh, that is a hard cap. I am going to be cutting you off after that. And then, you know, we'll kind of banter a little bit, but we'll figure it out. So I want to start off with one of the biggest announcements of the week. That is the Galaxy Note 7, Samsung's giant new phablet phone. Uh... Some people love them, some people hate them. The The Fablet is one of the most divisive devices I think I've ever seen. Try saying that five times <laughs> fast, divisive devices. Uh, so, Chirlin, Yes. Why should I buy a Note 7?
2: Have you ever heard the saying, bigger is better? If um, you're a productivity fan and a lot of people like big screens, these people go straight to the Note line. The Note is one of the most established Fablet phones in the industry, and the 7, it's an upgrade because it brings basically the good things about the Galaxy S7, which is water resistance, the Snapdragon 820 performance, into this bigger form factor, which is super awesome to watch te- big movies and games on. Okay, great. All right, your
1: time is up. I hate uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I already yeah, I hate like, you. I, yeah. I like making noise and Power's bothering not people. We like, gave
3: him a buzzer. He'll never be me. stopped.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, Devendra.
3: Uh, I mean, my, my issue with the Note Seven is just that everything is a big damn phone now. Like everything is big. Uh, really Samsung's think? goal, Samsung's goal, happened, right? They they introduced the Note. They wanted big ass phones. Can we say that? Um, sure, why not? They wanted big phones, and now everyone's making five point five inch phones, and that's the basis now. Like that is basic
1: phones. Yeah, <laughs> you got in like right under the buzzer, actually, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. You, yeah. you you scripted that pretty tightly. No, no, no. This is just all a. <laughs> but there are smaller phones out there. It's not like you don't have a choice, right? Mm. There aren't that many, though. There's the iPhone, the uh, iPhone
3: SE. SE. And that's it. Like all, all, A lot Nuh-uh. of the small Android phones have disappeared. Where's the newer have Sony? Have you heard of the phone? Sony
2: Xperia Z compact? Yeah, from last year. Yeah, but it's year. pretty new. That's still new. Last year was nah. just a few months ago. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. It's my <laughs> contribution. <laughs> 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 You're da- the provider of sound effects. Yeah.
1: Da- Dana disagrees. Yeah. No,
3: uh, anybody who likes small phones knows that there, there's they're just not that many
2: choices anymore. There's also anymore. the HTC One A9. There's also the OnePlus One A9? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that, was, that is okay. a slow phone <laughs> Listen, last slow year, people. Last year, there were a whole slew of compact phones, and this year, there will be more. Just wait. The year is not over yet.
1: I have no idea what half of those <laughs> phones you just named <laughs> are. I'm just going to say that, uh, and I'm a professional. We have written about it. At, mm-hmm. at I'm sure we com. have. I should yeah. probably read the site yeah. once in a while. Maybe. Um, up next is... Um, a slightly controversial topic, but I think uh, a very interesting one. So there's been a big rollout recently of new updated uh, emojis, reject- reflecting a the the diversity of our and I just banged the mic stand. Very sorry, people. <laughs> um, <laughs> our culture. And one of the things that happened when Apple introduced their new updated emoji with you know working women and law staff is that they also changed the gun emoji. And it is no longer a revolver or a pistol, but it is a bright green water gun. Devendra, why is this a good thing?
3: I think it's it's a great thing because Apple has been pushing to get rid of some of the more violent emojis. And without, like, getting the support of the emoji, all the people on board with the emojis, changing the impact of what the gun represents,
1: that's a good thing and less violent, yeah. All right. You, once again, you really just, like... Nice, tight, He wants chip. to use the buzzer so bad. Yeah. No, I <laughs> really like cutting people off. I'll give you a chance. <laughs>
4: uh,
1: all right, Chirlim, what, why, why, why should we be bothered by this? I why is this, this not is, a good thing?
2: I think this is bullshit. I think <laughs> basically emojis. Hang on.
1: I, 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 can I I think okay we, uh, I, I guess we can. I think this yeah. is bull. <laughs>
2: And I think that like emoji is becoming part of our vernacular. We're all using it to express ourselves, and our modes of expression should not be censored. We shouldn't be able. To, we should be able to say whatever the hell we want. Like, are we going to go back into movies and like Photoshop guns? I'm sorry, I'm water sorry. pistols. I hate. I hate you,
3: Terrence. I'm sorry, Sherlyn, but language changes over time. So yes, we can't go back and but change censorship. movies. The, the things we but t- censorship. like, how we talk about things. And the way we refer to things changes, so, so we don't use slang and bad terms. So that people in criminal
2: yeah. minds are going to shoot at like criminals with water pistols? I mean, this
3: is you know you know what the water pistol represents.
4: No, it's
3: you a don't. Toy. You don't. Do we need it's to versus- spell it out for you that the water mean, pistol? I mean, here's the thing gun? though. Yeah.
4: I could still go on iTunes and mm-hmm. download MIA's um, Paper Planes yep. album, which uses guns mm-hmm. and gunshots as music as a sound yep. effect. So. Yeah, um it just seems like a bit of an empty gesture. gesture. I'm editorializing here. Hello. Yeah, it's um, supposed to. Yeah.
3: No, but it's it, I mean it's it, it's emojis. Who really cares? But <gasps> a lot more people use emojis more than maybe us us olds. So you yeah. Olds. yeah,
1: us olds. Um I I I just wonder, you know, how much does it really change the message, though? If mm-hmm. I put the water gun next to a frowny face, doesn't that still communicate the idea that I want to shoot myself in the head?
2: With water, with a stream of water, how's the impact of that? Where is the impact? Also- I, mean, I mean, it's significantly <laughs> less graphic
1: and violent, I suppose. It doesn't, comu- it doesn't communicate it the idea that comical. maybe I literally want to kill myself, which is probably a good thing. We don't want people worrying about me when this I start sending emojis.
3: If, if you just sent out a tweet with gun emoji in your head, uh, some people may start to get worried. But it's
2: an emoji, like you said. It's already like inherently less serious than actual words, than, than
1: our emails I'm saying
3: emojis are replacing words now. So. Oh. Also, yeah. who's Apple oh, to decide oh, oh, that's, that's, that's a whole different
1: <laughs> yeah. conversation that I honestly don't want to get into right now because, God, that's yes. super depressing.
2: Use your buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> no, Devendra.
1: No. Um, so one of the other big things this week was Instagram stories, which people are kind of some people are up in arms about. It's basically Instagram aping Snapchat so that it's like uh, expiring videos mm-hmm. and photos, galleries, and of photos and videos. Yeah. And so, um, Chirlin, mm-hmm. you're you're a fan of this thing, and I'm, yes, yeah. I, I go go to Instagram's defense because I have heard. I'll let Devendra have his shot at it yeah. in a bit, but I've heard quite a people who are number of people who are not happy about this.
2: Yes, first of all, I am a fan because I have a larger following on Instagram than I do on Snapchat. My Snapchat's really private, so having this feature open up to way more followers is really fun because the, the storytelling format is very unique and it's very like in the moment and real. So Instagram adding this feature, it's not a direct ripoff because a lot of the features are different from what Snapchat offers. It's cool. <laughs>
4: Pro personal brand. <laughs> there we go.
2: You got you
1: got in under the buzzer. You yes. were really proud of that. But
4: you like you still kind of used it.
1: I'm telegraphing it. I'm just like I'm kinda, getting ready. I want I, I wanted to give you, you a <laughs> shot. Um, all right. Devendra, go ahead, take well, take take Instagram. First down a of peg.
3: all, Sherlyn, congratulations on your Instagram followers. I like <laughs> how you just threw that in there. but I think this fundamentally does change what Instagram is. it is It is kind of more of a service where you're curating and highlighting specific images, and when you when you have this like thing that expires and you can throw up whatever the heck you want, it changes Instagram. That's not a good thing.
2: It doesn't change it. It doesn't change it. It's just a whole extra row on top of the regular Instagram. Wait,
3: it's a whole extra row.
2: It's just a row. That's a change. That's a change. Doesn't change the entire thing though. (laughs) You just have to screw up a little bit more than you normally have to.
1: I don't understand Snapchat, <laughs> so none of this, this makes any funny. difference to me. The one good
3: me. thing is, like, you, you do get sort of Snapchatty features in an yes. interface you may understand more. But, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, I, I like Instagram for curating and taking really cool photos and videos and stuff. Uh, the garbage stuff that I make, I put up on Twitter. Dana, do you use Snapchat?
4: Um, I, I recently was, was taught how to use it. Hi, I'm a 30-something. <laughs> if that excuses me at all. Um, I've used it. It's okay. I think, like Sherlyn, I have a bigger following on Instagram, much bigger following. And um, for me, it's all about the likes, right? I, I don't care if you think my photo is artsy. I don't care if it exists forever. I kind of, I mean, we're just kind of, we want the attention, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I'm an attention whore. I'm
1: yeah. Sorry. yeah, well, I'm, I don't think you really... Do podcasts and stuff like that <laughs> without wanting to be the center of attention at least a little bit? True. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I the only thing I can say is that I feel like this if you do like some of these Snapchat features, but you know you don't understand the service. If you're somebody like me who literally just has no idea how Snapchat works, mm-hmm. I've installed it and can't figure out what what the app does half the time. This is a way to, like, kind of give you access to those features without having to install a whole new thing and learn a whole new interface and stuff like that. Um, That being said, I'm probably not going to use any of these features because I really don't care. I would say,
4: too, sort of, and I think this sort of dovetails with what Devinder was saying, is it allows me to quarantine the less good photos, um, maybe the sillier stuff, and... um, Not keep my feed pure, but keep it... You are keeping it pure. Maintain a certain higher level that would otherwise be degraded by mixing it. So what you're saying
1: is I can look forward to less drunk Dana
4: photos. (laughs) You know, that is off-brand, at least off-Instagram brand, I think. Okay. Yeah. I want to see those. That's like a Facebook thing, maybe. Yeah, maybe? Yeah.
1: All right. Last topic for the week before we move on. Mm -hmm. Um, Another big hardware thing. Uh, The Xbox One S, this is the smaller, slightly upgraded Xbox. It does 4K, but we already know that there is an even newer Xbox Mm -hmm. that does VR and God knows what else, called Project Scorpio, Mm -hmm. I believe, coming out next year. Uh, Devendra, why should I buy a One S instead of waiting?
3: Well, mainly, uh, the ex- this one, it's, uh, if you have a 4K TV, this is the one you want, because the real benefit here is the HDR support, which is going to make games just look a little bit brighter, uh, give you a little more depth to the black levels, things like that. Um, so it's, it is definitely a stopgap upgrade, but for 4K TV people, it is a good upgrade.
1: I'm using the buzzer anyway. You're just ruining my fun. <laughs> ruining my <Yeah>. fun. I've <laughs> <have> been trained <laughs> on timers, yes. Damn it. All right, Sherlin. Why should I wait till next year?
2: Because first of all, who even has a 4K TV? Who's using those things? And second of all, that HDR feature is not coming out into the fall, so you have to wait anyway. So if you're going to wait, you might as well wait until next year. You can save more money um, in between now and then. And also, the next thing, will have VR support, 4K gaming support. So that's something you're going to have to buy again later. So save that money. <laughs> <laughs> feet. Oh.
1: Once again, right under the buzzer. I'm ta- liking this. I like, I like this. random Rufio ta- ta- references. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, here, well, here's, yes. a, here's a slightly separate question from the one that I just posed for you guys <laughs> to argue. Should I buy one if I don't own an Xbox One already?
3: It is a good upgrade if you don't have an Xbox One. Like it'll it'll get you through the next year, especially if you're planning to buy a new TV. Even if you aren't, though, like it's a little bit faster. It's a little slimmer. Uh, there's no big power brick. So and it has sort of refined controllers. So it is a good deal.
2: All those things, he's saying yes. But how often do you play games? First of all, like. <laughs>
3: First
1: of all, um, I'm even I mean, Game
2: Bro.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I do, admittedly, play less than I would like, and usually when I play, I'm just playing Overwatch at this point. So I'm just—it's like the addict. only
3: game you need. Yeah. At this point, yeah.
1: I've I've bought plenty of games for my PS4. I have played basically none of them. Mm. Just a lot of Overwatch.
4: Save that money for so next so. What we year. don't know is what the price difference is ultimately going to be between the yeah. Xbox One S and Project Scorpio. We don't really mm-hmm. know yet how much money someone is yeah saving and how much their budget is impacted i
3: would assume like if you're if you're planning on this money is not really your concern because it'll scorpio will probably be like new console range so that's like 400 for new Mm -hmm. consoles at least back in the ps4 and xbox one era maybe even a little more expensive but anybody who does this and plans to upgrade they'll just sell it or give it away or something yeah
1: yeah, i probably... No, just don't. Yeah, Save I'm, your money. I'm probably not doing I, I have a PlayStation and <laughs> exactly. a computer. I don't need an Xbox. If you have a gaming too. PC, then, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't have a gaming PC. <laughs> I have a PC that sometimes I can use to play video games. Um, all right, so, Dana, I want to talk to you specifically a little bit because you wrote this really excellent piece that went up on the site today. Um, and if you haven't read it out there, you should. Uh, it's a piece about Instagram trolls and privacy settings. Um, but I'll let you kind of lay the groundwork, Dana. So tell us a little bit about what led to this story. Like, what what is the basic premise here? What, which, what happened?
4: So I'd been harassed um, enough times on Instagram that I decided enough was enough, and it led me to make my account private, which I didn't feel great about. I didn't like the feeling that I was giving in to the trolls, but given the privacy controls available, it seemed like the best decision and the one that I would feel safest with. And this began as a story began as an editorial with a headline that would have been something like Instagram doesn't care about harassment. And then I actually, um, I reached out to Instagram for comment. And then shortly thereafter, news broke in the Washington Post that Instagram was about to roll out certain um, comment controls that might actually prevent some harassment. Um, I went ahead with the piece anyway. I didn't go with a headline like Instagram doesn't care about harassment because clearly that is not quite true. That would be hyperbolic, um, but I do still feel that the tools they they um, are rolling out are both overdue and also not quite enough.
1: Okay, so let's let's take a quick step back because um, there was there was a specific instance recently that led you to change your privacy settings, correct?
4: Yeah. Um, so this. Uh, I opened the app one day, and I found this guy had, had left comments, really mean comments on at least half a dozen of my photos, some of which, one of which was um, about two and a half years old, which feels a little creepier to me because it's not mm-hmm. even at the top of my feed. You would really have to spend time not just going to find my profile, but then thumbing through my archive and scrolling all the way back two and a half years. Um, I had like a, you know, an inch of hair in this. So it, I had, this is like a foot worth of hair ago. Just to give you some perspective. Um, so, you know, it's creepy. And I'm less bothered by the insults themselves because a lot of them are juvenile. Someone, you know, said I had neck flaps. What? Um, like, like, uh, like, like a turkey? Yeah. I, I guess. You don't.
1: Yeah.
3: You no, know,
4: so I know that's not true. So it wasn't that um, um, I was too sensitive to these specific insults. It just it feels creepy when a stranger seeks you out just to insult you and to not even know why. I mean, Mm -hmm. people have been following the site. No, I don't write as much as I used to. I definitely haven't written anything controversial recently. My Twitter is mostly silly stuff or promoting the stories we do. Maybe they didn't like the Trump retweets that I've been doing (laughs) lately. But um, so that's just, it's creepy to have, know you're targeted and to not Know why, so I felt a little safer just um, locking my account and having control over who follows me
1: and you I, I, I imagine that you're not the only person that this affects though you I mean you you do happen to draw more attention than others, I assume because you know you are a public figure, um you are the managing editor of one of the largest tech publications on the web, but you're you're not alone. this affects other people, right
4: yeah, I mean. Until now, it's been very black and white. Either you have a public account or a private account, and you can't prevent uh, randos or strangers from commenting on your page. You can, you can delete a comment or, and then report people and block them, but at that point, the abuse has already happened, and they've already um, potentially harassed you in public. Mm-hmm. So what if you are a not famous person, but you've been using hashtags? What if someone clicks on a popular hashtag you use, cats of Instagram? And a rando ends up on your photo. Um, it's, it's very public. And um, I think that's one use case. I also, um, I'm not speaking from personal experience, because, again, I'm, I'm an old person. <laughs> but, um, you know, people, teenagers get bullied on Instagram, among other social um, platforms. So the people who might be harassing you might not be strangers, as they are in my case. Maybe they are just jerk kids who you go to school with. Um, I think either way, people should have control over who's allowed to comment on their profile. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it would really change fundamentally the experience of Instagram. Mm
3: -hmm. I mean, you're you're in a high profile position too, Dana. Like, do you have any avenues of recourse with Instagram that normal people don't? Have you tried to discuss this with them?
4: Yeah. I mean, to your point, I am Mm -hmm. in a privileged position, so I can not just ask Instagram for a comment on the story, but I sent a separate email to, um, the woman who works with Mallory, our social media manager, just describing my experiences and um, wasn't expecting any immediate um, change but that's more than most people can do. Email a specific person and give feedback and Mm -hmm. know that you're gonna get a response. Whereas most of the time what generally happens is if you report abuse you can report it but Instagram is not going to follow up and say and give you um, an update on what happened, at least with Twitter, and I'm not saying Twitter is good at this, but if I report someone for hate speech on Twitter, I'll get some sort of automated response that says, this does not meet our um, our definition of hate speech, which, by the way, has been my complete <laughs> experience on Twitter. I have never sure. s- uh, successfully had a troll disabled or banned on Twitter. Um, I guess me they have you a loose, have, Yeah.
1: Yeah, me and you have had very different experiences on that one. I've gotten many accounts banned in the last month or so. Really?
4: <laughs> Terrence covered the Republican National Convention, so basically why. enough said.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a number of people threaten violence against me. That's, I think that's the dividing line, is if they threaten violence, no matter how nonspecific, they shut them down immediately. Like, even if it's just like a general thing of, you know, you'll be first in line when the revolution comes, then they get shut down.
2: Mm-hmm. You, well, I mean, so you guys are mentioning Twitter right now. So They have that reporting tool, but what other social networks have better privacy or better kind of protective
4: measures? You think Facebook, which owns Instagram? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, the irony!
4: Facebook has owned Instagram. I I, ch- I checked this for for four years now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instagram itself is about six years old, and a lot. So it's not like I'm some sort of genius, creative genius with great product ideas. I'm just I see these features that work on other social networks, including Facebook. And don't see why they can't be applied. What sort of features? Yeah. For instance, on Instagram, I would prefer it if only people who I followed back could mm-hmm. comment on my posts. Oh, that's a
3: good one. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um,
4: same like, on Facebook. It, it's possible to um, make it so that strangers, um, even if they can, even if my posts does show up in their feed, they can't comment on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they can implement, implement that. They have a big product team. And... It's infuriating just when you look at what Instagram has been investing its resources in. You know, think of all the energy they put into censoring photos of nipples on Instagram. Or
1: Snapchat. Yeah, I was just going to say, or Or copying copying Snapchat. Snapchat.
4: Or there was a recent tool that Instagram um, announced where it translates foreign languages in photos of text, which seems way more esoteric, way more obscure (laughs) than the ability to block. Comments from randos. I think a lot of people would appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've seen this too. My wife has been putting up photos on Instagram, and occasionally there will be weird comments coming from nowhere. It's a strange thing. Yeah, she would love the ability to block those.
1: Yeah, I've I've had less of an experience with people on Instagram (laughs) uh, harassing me. It's mostly on Twitter, but that's mostly because that's where I'm active. It's
4: funny. It's been funny talking to my male coworkers Mm -hmm. about Instagram harassment specifically. I get that you've been harassed on Twitter, and I think that transcends any particular gender. But yeah. on Instagram, when I've talked to my male coworkers about it, they've been like, oh yeah, harassment. I've been followed by random <laughs> sex bots. Oh, well I mean that's yeah. bots.
1: That's not harassment. That's I mean I've had oh, people That's a gift, okay. Like, that's spam.
4: That's <laughs> annoying, but yeah, that's not yeah, yeah. Harassment. that's not harassment. I
1: mean I I've had like people follow me and like go back and like leave mm-hmm. you know insulting comments on old photos. I mean it happened fairly recently to me too. Somebody just like decided to go back and go through, like, a whole bunch of photos and just write fag on all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, which...
4: I've, and, yeah, I've, some of the stuff I've seen is um, homophobic, which I'm not accustomed to, and it makes me just appreciate what um, mm-hmm. gay and trans people have yeah. to put up with all the time. Chris Trout, you know, our executive editor, um, has said that he's been harassed about his sexuality on yeah. Instagram before. I mean,
1: and to, to clarify, half of my Instagram feed is, like, me and my wife, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I it's don't know. It's
3: very confusing. I mean, Instagram being a visual social network, right? I think a big part of it is that gaze, and then you have the male gaze, and you mm-hmm. have all the problems around it. So I can easily, so you could see why, like any if you're if you're a woman, you're gonna have a lot more issues on Instagram just by the nature of the surface.
2: Mm-hmm. I think for that reason, I like when I post on Instagram, I, I I'm actually extra careful mm-hmm. about what I post on Instagram. I don't want to post anything that's too revealing, which I really shouldn't feel weird about, but I do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So.
1: So um, what, what is Instagram doing, though? You said before that the you know, news broke right as you were about to publish this, yep. that they are actually implementing new features. So what are those features?
4: So um, there are two features. One is that you'll be able to dis- uh, disable comments on a per-post basis. That's a good start, I think. It's unfortunate because that would rule out comments from friends who might have actually nice things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, the other tool is you can block certain keywords. And supermodel Chrissy Teigen already got uh, access to this feature. Basically, it's rolling out to celebrities first. And she posted on Twitter a screenshot of um, the various words that she decided to block. Um, You know, I think maybe slut was one of them. And, you know, you could really pile on. For mm-hmm. me, oh, I don't want to be, called that, hear neck flaps again. <laughs> you know? Or they called me a five head. I could block that word. But to me, that seems like a whack-a-mole solution because if you really wanted right. to insult me, you could find a way mm-hmm. yeah. around, that, um, around the Engli- that.
1: The English language is very versatile if you want to insult somebody.
4: Yeah. I can't wait I, for
3: the emoji insults. Oh,
1: mm. man. Also, yeah. I don't
4: want to spend time I don't like exactly. the idea yeah. of spending my time doing that. I mm-hmm. think a better use of my time is to just have fine privacy controls that I can set and forget. Either mm-hmm. turn off comments on the whole post, or if they'll let me one day, just let my friends comment. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like seeing myself spending my time in such a petty way and playing a game of whack-a-mole. It's not even effective. And know?
3: having somebody sit there and write
1: like all the bad things people <laughs>
3: say about them, that is weirdly... That's not great.
1: That, yeah. you're just I don't want to relive it. Yeah. yeah. That's just, yeah, that's not a great solution. That mm-hmm. is, thats That's got to be a bad feeling. Um,
4: and again, if part of the issue is the creepiness of being in the public eye, I don't think that really addresses that. No.
1: It, it, it doesn't. Um, so I guess, you know, it, it's nice that they're attempting to ad- address it. But, I mean, it, you know, like you said in the piece, it's clearly too little, too late this is something that Instagram should have been on a long time ago. Not
4: too late. They they I would still like them to do it, but I'm not going going to
1: Oh, by the way, what I said too late, I didn't mean don't do it. Just <laughs> throw up your hands and just like this is just something that before boomerang, before right. Snapchat copying, they should have had <laughs> like legitimate privacy controls. Yeah. Um that being said, you know, Still gonna use Instagram. Yes. It's still gonna happen. Uh, but now I do want to move on to our, our next our next segment. This is this is group chat. Cause I I don't know. We're we're it's very creative. Doing, we're not we're, doing that right now, yeah. yeah We've we're, not been chatting we're not. Yeah, we're not. Um, we we have <laughs> the best names, guys. The best words here, only the <laughs> finest words to describe our segments. Uh, so I I wanna get all of your takes and do a little bit of a deeper dive on one particular story, and I think this is you know a really complex one, but a really interesting one, and so I guess I should start at the beginning. I'm rambling a little bit. <laughs> uh, you're probably all aware at this point that um, earlier in the year, there was some hubbub about these algorithms and software used to determine Uh, prison sentences and how there might be racial bias built into these algorithms. Um, One man went to court to try and challenge this uh, as being unconstitutional um, and a violation of his due process. His name is Eric Loomis. He was sentenced to six years. um, I forget for what. I don't have it directly in front of me. Uh, But he took it to court, and the Wisconsin State Supreme Court ruled against him. They basically said that, you know, there were other independent factors that impacted his sentencing, and it wasn't relying solely on the algorithm, and denied him access to the source code for this software. Um, So, I mean, I guess I'll start really broadly, and, you know, on a very basic level, like what do you think of this decision? Like, is, is this actually a violation of his due process that some proprietary secret algorithm, even if in a small part, determined how long this man spends in jail? Dana?
4: I'm not totally comfortable with it. Um, I mean, I'm generally excited by the growth of artificial intelligence. But this is it's weird to think someone's life is at stake here. and and hangs in the balance. Um, But I also don't know if I'm totally comfortable with the status quo. Mm -hmm. And um, I I can't say that we always get fair sentences when a human judge is at the helm. So I I don't know what would be a satisfactory solution here.
1: Divendra,
3: I'm I'm kind of in the same place. I think we would we do need to hear more about how Compass works and any other algorithm that people are using. Um, so that transparency would be great. Uh, it, it's like your math teacher; you want to see how it does the work. But yeah, right now humans they they can be biased, and you don't know anything about how they work or how they're thinking or what their personal beliefs are. And uh, that leads to judges, you know, doing having a lot of like sentencing that we that people would consider unfair. I mean, it was a human unfair. judge
4: who yeah. gave that Stanford um, rapist yep. um, a really lenient yep. sentence. That was not a bot or a computer. That was a human.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Humans are not great.
1: Yep. Yeah. Chillin. So what do you think?
4: Basically, to be the contrarian here, <laughs> I don't think it violates the due process because it's just
2: like you guys have been saying. It is the human judge that's supposed to evaluate all these all this information that he or she has. And to make the decision, so it's just another data point that they can refer to. And now that it's full blown and everyone knows about these biases baked into the algorithms, these judges should be more aware. Hopefully, so it's all about education right now. Okay.
1: Right? Well, so since you're hmm. going to be the contrarian, <laughs> I want to ask you, um, what what should happen with software? There, like, what what is the what obligation does do these companies have in terms of code and software if it's used by the government? Um, and it has a direct impact on the citizenry, even if it's you know theoretically proprietary.
2: I think like you guys said, transparency is very important. If it's being used to determine a person's sentence, yes, it should be opened up for public analysis to see if, again, the bias is in place. There's always gonna be biases. Like, there's no way to avoid it because humans are the ones that make these algorithms, these software programs, so we're going to just have to open it up for everyone to comment and say, hey, this thing is a bug, or hey, this thing is not right. It's not right that this thing is saying, oh black people are more likely to reoffend and and then give them a longer sentence so i believe the software should be made open
3: mm-hmm.
4: would you meet would you feel more comfortable if the software suggested instead of a specific sentence a range of appropriate sentence times
2: i'm not like completely familiar with what compass recommends so yes that's mm-hmm. like a range is way better
1: yeah I, I should be clear we don't i don't at least i don't and i don't know if you do different no. i don't know what how it spits out those recommendations for sentencing. It might be a range of mm-hmm. years. It might be a very specific thing. Um, but I mean, what one of the things that sort of struck me as interesting about this is there was a, f- there was a couple of fairly similar cases, I think at least th- similar in, you know, theoretical ways. There's some details here that are a little bit different, which I think uh, changes the story a bit. But there's a bunch of cases in 2005 uh, in Florida around breathalyzers and similar ones in um, Minnesota around breathalyzers, uh, the specific model of which is the Intoxalizer 5000EN. <laughs> okay. It's um, so It is an amazing name. But this is, uh, it's one of the most used breathalyzers in the country. And I think it was something like 150 different people challenged to open up the f- source code to the Device in Florida, and people challenged it in Minnesota as well, and they all won. Um, and specifically in the 2000 case in Minnesota, uh, the the attorney for the plaintiff Dale Lee Underdahl, <laughs> I hope I'm pronouncing that r- right, um, you know, made this point stating that you know, basically with. Out getting a hold of the source code and seeing how it works, you know, there's no way to know what's going on. He said, for all we know, it's a random number generator. And when the courts found in favor of him, they basically said that at the end of the day, and this is one of the things that's kind of specific to it, and I don't know, we, we have to get some more details about the Wisconsin case to clarify this, but because of the way the contract was structured in the Minnesota case, and it was the same thing in the Florida case... Ultimately, what the courts decided was that when once the state started using that device and that software to do breathalyzer tests, that code became the property of the state and was no longer the proprietary code of the company that makes the breathalyzer CMI. Um, so, I mean, I guess the, the thing here is that, you know, this Wisconsin decision kind of flies directly in the face of that, saying that, you know, no, this is proprietary Information, this is a proprietary code, um, and because it's just one factor in a million, they're not obligated to share it with you. Um, but it, 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 what do you think of that data? Like, is there an obligation to be completely transparent about the way technology works at a governmental level?
4: It sounds like at some point along the line, an intellectual property lawyer reared his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know the specifics, but this this smacks a little bit of um, some patent trolling at some point, I think. Um, Yeah, I mean, I see where the company would want to protect its its secret sauce, so to speak, but um, I would rather it be transparent.
1: I mean, I feel like there's got to be some obligation. Like, as a country, we at least pay lip service to the idea of being transparent, uh, especially at the governmental level? Like, and if we're hiding behind mm-hmm. you know, proprietary algorithms, no matter how they're used, whether that's dis- determining sentencing or figuring out whether or not you're drunk, doesn't that kind of fly in the face well, of that idea? I don't
4: know if this is a perfect analogy, but when I do a credit score, I see a breakdown of why I have the score I have. Um, and is that mm-hmm. not something that can affect how you're perceived, mm-hmm. that, that affects sure. your life, your credit score, right? Um, so let's use that as an example. You would see in the report that you were bumped a few points because of late payments mm-hmm. or um, um, the percentage of your available credit that you were using. Um, that affects my life, mm-hmm. with the credit score that I have and the opportunities that I have, and that is a rating about me. I'm glad that it is transparent and that I can see why mm-hmm. I have the score I have. I think if I were accused of a crime, um, or convicted of a crime even, I would also want to see this. Yeah.
2: I believe, like, I think, I'm not sure again how Compass works, but I think they do like explain a little bit about you know why because this person has committed a crime before. That's why we gave this larger range of years. Um, but I think the patent troll thing that you brought up, there's a way for the government to work around this. It couldn't be like, yes, open up your patented algorithm, and we'll guarantee you that like you know no competitors can steal this code mm-hmm. from you. We're just using it for the sake of transparency and to be clear about how we're doling out these sentences. I think that the government can work out. The, the details with Northpoint, the company behind Compass. Mm-hmm.
1: So would it simplify things if just at a governmental level we just basically required that everybody use open source software? Mm. That would that would fix a lot of things. Open sure. source
2: would be great. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I mean, and you know, there are argu- there, there's people who make arguments against the use of open source. They mm-hmm. would say things like because it's out there that you can hack it or you know whatever. But we we've kind of learned that that's crap, right? Yeah.
2: I mean, Tay, <laughs> I mean, people can be really crap on the internet. So I, I kind of see the point in that um, as long as there are steps in place to prevent trolls from going in and screwing up the open source code.
1: Well, but I mean, the, the, the mm-hmm. code is implemented on an individual basis. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're, you're talking about building a giant online AI that's right. going to sentence people to jail. Not yet, um, not, <laughs> yet. not yet. Skynet is coming, everybody. Oh, Um, But, you know, I mean, you're you're talking about, you know, using tools that are available for people to look at the code, change the code Mm -hmm. as necessary, and would have to be transparent about what those changes are. Because I think, um, I don't have this in my notes, but one of the other arguments that was made about, um, in the breathalyzer case, was basically that while this software was had to go through a rigorous approval process and a rigorous testing process to be implemented um basically after that there was no requirements for approving and testing the patches mm-hmm. in the same way mm-hmm. as it was when it was launched the first time uh so that meant that any changes that were made were basically like nobody knew what was going on um so, i mean the the other thing though is this is this is far from over right mm-hmm. no yeah <laughs> I mean, where, where do we see this going? Is this... Uh,
3: well, IBM's Watson is across the street, so I'm sure I'm sure we'll see some interesting, uh, yeah, recommendations for sentencing with
1: those sorts of things. You think this is going to make it all the way to the Supreme Court? Is this going higher?
4: Um, I think it could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think more importantly, it should.
1: I mm-hmm. tend to agree Which with is, you.
4: It's a little bit scary only because um, I don't feel that the current court has always shown demonstrated a thorough understanding of modern technology in cases related to tech. So um, that concerns me a bit. And I I say that in a very um, nonpartisan way. Um, I think whatever um, side of the aisle you fall on, we can agree that we want a Supreme Court that
1: understands how technology works. Understands the
4: tech Mm -hmm. they're ruling on. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I think it's safe to say, again, in a very nonpartisan way that our government does not get technology in a very basic way at most levels. Um, but
3: What you was know. that
4: case, I'm blanking on the name, that involved um, getting access to um, TV stations? What is the company whose name is escaping uh,
3: me? T- 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 I know what you're talking about. I
1: actually have no idea.
3: I have no idea either. Aereo. Um, Aereo, Aereo.
1: Oh. Aereo.
4: Aereo yeah. ruling. Yeah. Okay. Um, my impression of that, for instance, mm-hmm. was that the justices ruling on it didn't totally get it yeah no for
3: sure
1: yeah it 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 did reflect a uh i think a fundamental misunderstanding of the case um and the technology involved it was a very outdated sort of view um but that is another very long conversation that we will have to save for another time (laughs) um thank you everybody for tuning in again this is the 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 engadget podcast we thank you for watching and
4: we will be back next week make sure to tune in then